0: All right, all right. Welcome to the Stem Cell Podcast featuring What's yours truly, Joseph Gannett, Dr. Joseph Gannett f- here from Memorial Sloan Kettering. And why don't you introduce yourself?
1: What's going on, my man? What's going on, everybody out there? Welcome aboard. Uh, I'm your man, the doctor, Christopher <laughs> Fasano. And I'm, uh, I'm in the upstate New York. I am, uh, I'm repping the Neural Stem Cell Institute up here. And uh, we're happy to bring to you what we think is going to be like the first real, true, dedicated stem cell
0: podcast. Welcome aboard, everybody. What's going on over there, Yost? You know, it's chilling in New York. It's a nice, hot September day, about to be September 11th, so a little bit of an eerie... anniversary but. I, I know man
1: i tell you if we so much do a dedicated stem cell podcast the global warming because it was like 50 yesterday and now it's like 85 today <laughs> i think it's going to be 95 tomorrow so some, some weird stuff going on out
0: here so let's let's uh briefly introduce what we plan on doing with this podcast and uh first of all we should explain what a stem cell is so how would you describe uh what a stem cell is to the lay non-scientist
1: So this is probably the most frequent question that I get. So uh, in basic, what is a stem cell? I would say that a stem cell is a cell that can make – so let's let's stop there and say it's got two properties. It can either make more of itself in a process we call self-renewal and it can turn into other things. So, that uh, st- neural stem cell can make more neural stem cells, and it can also make a neuron and other brain cells. How does that work? You got you got a little better one for them all
0: out yeah, there. Yeah, that's pretty good. I actually just saw a web uh, tutorial. Well, it was a YouTube video, and they, they they describe pretty nicely how there are all sorts of. Uh, stem cells, hair stem cells, liver stem cells, blood stem cells, but the ones that we'll probably talk, uh, talk the most about on this podcast are pluripotent stem cells, the kind that can essentially make any kind of tissue instead of just being restricted to one lineage. So, uh, we primarily work with embryonic stem cells which are considered pluripotent meaning they could become anything from tooth to brain to skin to liver tissue and um but this podcast is not going to be limited to uh pluripotent stem cells it's just going to probably mostly focus on that so and
1: and what we want to do out for everybody listening is if you're not familiar with stem cells or you know if you're not in science at all we're going to do our best to kind of break it down so that you're going to understand at least in a general term what we're talking about and we're also going to put a premium on trying to make you understand how this is going to relate to you or your family or someone you know that has a, a disease that might be relevant because the ultimate goal for myself and for you, so that's why we do this, is to hopefully one day find a cure or a therapy for some sort of devastating disease and so we're going to want you to understand uh, what, you know, what we're talking about and how that relates to possible therapeutics, also uh, which we gonna- find really important.
0: We're also going to cover, uh, this will be a bi-weekly podcast. We'll cover whatever happens within two weeks in the stem cell world that's interesting or hot. We're going to cover that. And it's, we're also going to maybe even touch upon, uh, you know, recently there was a uh, vaccine for malaria, which it, we thought was cool. If, if it's hot, we'll talk about it. So, And we're also going to try and uh, interview some folks uh, in the stem cell field, find out uh, what about more about their research, as well as what uh, they think the nearest cures will come from. And at the end, we'll rant about anything from uh, lab issues to uh, just basically your typical Seinfeld rant. <laughs> um, yeah, we always yeah, like
1: Joseph says, everybody needs a good rant. So. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna probably structure it something like this. We're gonna come on. We're gonna review what we did last time. What was hot? What's new? What's what's everybody talking about in the field? We'll give our two cents. We'll give our sides, and then we'll call up somebody, uh, talk about their work, how they see the field, and so on. And then we'll go on with a little bit of a rant. So we're gonna we're gonna try to keep this concise for you guys. We're gonna try to keep it fun. Uh, we're gonna keep it light, and uh, occasionally because both of us. Are uh, really big into music. You're going to get music a little bit into this podcast. We we can't really we, we don't really do anything without music. So uh, you guys are going to get a little bit of music. So so that that's what you're going to get at uh, from the stem cell podcast. You can follow us uh, at the uh, stem cell podcast. If you guys are out on Twitter, you can hit us up, ask us some questions. Uh, and so I guess for now, Yos, uh, we we can really talk about whatever we like. You know, I just, I, I actually pulled just something up right now. And uh, um, we'll have to uh, explain the process, which is a very big thing to the audience, about this idea of what's called reprogramming. Uh, This is something that's recently won the Nobel Prize by Dr. Shinya Yamanaka and Sir John Gurdon. It's basically, in lay terms, and maybe you can break it down a little bit easier, but it's the ability to take a a cell, like a skin cell, and turn it all the way back into an embryonic stem cell. So uh, it kind of... Gets around ethical issues because you're not messing around with embryonic tissue. You can actually go to a patient, take its, his or her skin cell, skin cell, turn it all the way back, and now you have that pluripotent cell that Joseph talked about before that can turn into anything. It's a really remarkable process, and it's very it's been widely used now for the past. What? How long has it been going down Since now? Since
0: 2006. It was first done in mouse and then 2007 in humans. And essentially there were four factors. Uh, conveniently with the acronym OMSK, which is a city in Russia or a county in Russia. Uh, OMSK, which stand, uh, stood for OCT4. Uh, MIC, which is a, g- uh, a tumorigenic gene. And then um, Sox2, SOX2 and KLF4. Um, and those were the core ones. There are other ones like Lynn 28 and Nanog, but, um, essentially the, the reason why this was a big deal is because it was considered the Holy grail or fountain of youth because for the first time, uh, development had been reversed. It had always been a one way street, uh, where you start with a embryonics, uh, you know, a zygote, and then it just goes forward until you die. And for the first time, scientists were able to reverse development, which had never really been done in a a dish with man-made manipulation besides taking DNA and throwing it into an oocyte, which is essentially an empty egg, and reprogramming it that way. This was done through genetic manipulation, which had never been done before. So uh, you you don't need eggs. Go ahead.
1: No, sorry, man, but what I, I, what I, what I thought was so amazing about this probably, like there were so many things that are amazing, but in the field of regenerative medicine, which kind of is the umbrella that stem cell research falls under, is it finally closed the loop. So basically what you had was the idea with pluripotent cells is if you have a disease that affects your brain, so Parkinson's disease is something that Yosef and I both study, there's a certain type of cell that dies. And so in, with pluripotent cells, we can make those cells. So we can take them in a culture dish, uh, pluripotent cells. We can guide them down a path, and we can turn them into those neurons that die. And that's really amazing. But the problem always was that those cells weren't genetically matched to, let's say, my grandfather, if he had Parkinson's disease, because this pluripotent cell comes from some other person. So now, with this new uh, reprogramming technology, I can take a skin biopsy from my grandfather, and I can turn it back. As Yosef said, make it a pluripotent cell. Now guide them down the path, turn that into uh, uh, the dopaminergic neurons and the neurons that are dying in Parkinson's. And so, what you'll have, you'll actually now have dopamine neurons from my grandfather, from the patient, genetically matched. So when I put them back into his brain, uh, the his his body should recognize it as his own and not foreign and kind of won't reject. So when I say it closes the circle, it kind of brings everything completely full circle. You can go from the patient, from skin, to embryo, back to brain, and put it back into the patient. So it's a pretty remarkable process, yeah, actually.
0: Yeah, uh, immunorejection, which essentially the host rejecting the graft. And so that was a major issue that this overcame because your body will recognize anything, uh, will essentially reject anything that's foreign, uh, whether it comes from a pig or from another human or whatever it is. That was a big hurdle that this technique of what we call IPS cells or induced pluripotent stem cells, uh, this, this induction of essentially an embryonic-like state from something uh, like an adult skin biopsy, which is smaller than, I don't know, it's smaller than a pen cap. Uh, yeah, it's small. Yeah, it, it's a very small biopsy that we can culture the cells from a skin biopsy, turn it back to stage zero, using those four factors or other, uh, actually now they're able to do it chemically without any genetic Manipulations. Uh, they've all been replaceable with Oct4 sort of being the last holdout. Um, but now, uh, using seven small molecules, uh, chemicals essentially, they, uh, stem cells uh, can now be produced from skin without uh, essentially doing these viral vectors or using genes like MYC, which can cause cancer. So it, it looks like we're we're moving forward in a good direction, but besides the cell replacement, which Chris had just uh, uh, addressed, there's also a major part which is drug screening. So maybe you want to touch upon that.
1: Yeah, actually, uh, and uh, thanks for pointing that out, Yos, Because I th- actually personally feel, and I don't know your stance on this, I personally feel that that's the most therapeutically viable uh, option currently. Uh, so, so what Joseph's talking about. So we'll go back to the example. I'm using my poor grandfather as the example. Um, I'm knocking out wood right now, yeah. but uh, so let's say now I, I, I take the skin biopsy, I, I turn it back to embryonic-like stem cells or, or these IPS cells, so you're going to hear us say that a lot, IPS cells, so these IPS cells, which are these reprogrammed cells, these induced pluripotent stem cells, we now can turn them into the dopaminergic neurons, the neurons that are dying in Parkinson's, and if, if we can recreate the disease in a dish, if we will, uh, we can now possibly screen for drugs that will stop the dying or stop the death of the neurons or kind of help them survive. So what you kind of have is, is it's a, your own personal re- kind of repair kit. So you find that the disease that you have, I take a biopsy, I turn back the clock, then I re-forward the clock to the cell that's dying, put it in the dish, and I throw a bunch of drugs at it and see if I can stop those cells from dying. So it's, it's pretty remarkable technology. It's pretty cool. It's moving really, really fast. Uh, Yeah, it seems like every every time I open up a, a journal, there's another story going on.
0: Yeah, the reason why that's important is uh, in the past, we say wanted to study dopamine neurons in a Parkinson's patient. Uh, one way to get at those neurons is to drill a hole in the skull and pull them out from the deep within the brain, which nobody would ever do ever. And so what we can do now, instead of uh, biopsies of brain tissue, we can now take skin uh, biopsies, and from somebody who say has a genetic form of not just Parkinson's, but any sort of disease that has a genetic cause to it, we can turn that skin into a uh, induced pluripotent stem cell and then make that tissue by using certain growth factors or chemical signaling and then uh, study that disease within a dish and not have to take brain tissue or heart tissue. We can just take a skin biopsy, turn it into that fountain of youth or that, that, that blank slate, and then direct it towards the tissue that we want to study, and then throw thousands of drugs at them at, uh, within these 96 well plates or 396 well plates and do these massive screens, high throughput screens, and use FDA approved drugs to study diseases that we've never been able to really study in a dish without taking biopsies of that actual tissue. Now we can, we can make that tissue artificially and study what drugs can help those that particular cell type survive under stressful conditions or um, you know uh, just any sort of that may help them survive in any which way possible. So that that's where the pay dirt is most likely going to come from. IPS cells, but in the future we, we we're pretty sure that especially with blood diseases, that uh, this this form of technology, stem cell therapy, is going to Uh, deliver real cures. It already is for certain leukemias and so forth, but uh, for the neurodegenerative diseases like Lou Gehrig's disease or Parkinson's or Alzheimer's, um, I think that the drug screening aspect is something that's going to deliver the most immediate cures, if you will, or therapies.
1: And so... Uh, I think a final point to to just kind of tie a bow on this because this, this reprogramming is is a huge huge topic. Uh, one of the things that it also gets to this idea of reprogramming is something we'll probably talk about a bunch too. And uh, it, it, for people out there who are doing the science, know this. But for people out there not doing the science, they definitely know this: that when this word, you know, when you hear stem cells, uh, sometimes it'll elicit a response in somebody because it's a it's an ethical. There's ethical concerns and ethical issues surrounding stem cell research. Um, some of them are founded. Some of them, I think, are unfounded. But regardless, you're working with an embryonic tissue. And so whenever you're working with embryonic tissue, you're going to have uh, some ethical issues out there. And you're going to have some religious uh, issues that arise as well. And um, one, of the, one of the battles always you'll, you always hear is it's embryonic stem cells versus adult stem cells. And, you know, we could talk about the difference. There's, there's a lot of differences. But for the sake of time right now, I'll just tell you that an adult stem cell just can't really turn into a lot of things. And an, em- and an embryonic stem cell can turn into everything. And so that's really the main advantage. Uh, but it comes from an embryo. So now with this reprogramming technology, we can take an adult skin cell, which no one has a problem with, and convert it back. And by doing that, we kind of bypass the whole embryonic discussion. We're not, we're not, you know, we're not harvesting embryos. We're not killing fetuses or embryos. We're not doing any of that. In fact, nothing embryonic, really, when you think about it, happens. We're just converting it using a manipulation, whether it's genetic or chemical. Where we go from adult to an embryonic-like cell, these IPS cells, and now we can harness the power of pluripotent cells. And so, so that really has, uh, you know, I, I, we I, I saying it's transformed research? It has, but on the ethical concern side, it really kind of made people say, okay, you know, now now that we can do this, then then, you know, maybe 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 now they're okay. Now I will say it as a caveat and as someone who does the research, it's like anything else. There's a gold standard for everything and the embryonic stem cell is the gold standard. So you still need to always compare what you're doing back to that cell. But going forward I think they'll kind of, you know, quell a little bit of this ethical concern by using this technology. So uh, I think all in all here in summary, what you have is uh, a, a way, a new way called reprogramming or uh, um, that you can turn somatic they're called somatic cells. These are cells like skin and hair, blood. you can take the blood you can take you can take these cells and you can reprogram them back to pluripotent cells, cells that turn into anything in the body. Uh, and now you kind of have a fountain, if you will, a fountain of youth of cells so that you can use. To turn into any cell in the body that might be hurt or dying, and again,
0: uh, that's genetically matched to you, so your body will not reject that tissue uh, if you were to put it back in you. Because, uh, like your immune system, like it likes like basically, so your immune system will not reject something that came from you uh, per se. It's it, it's there's no evidence for that happening, but from other people. It may or may not happen depending on the what the HLA matching, whatever, MHC complex, stuff that we're not going to really get too heavy into. But based on the profile of the outside of the cell, your immune system can recognize it as you or somebody else. And somebody else can be matched close to you based on your background, your ethnicity, Um, And in fact, a lot of stem cell banks are trying to make, um, try to cover the whole spectrum of uh, different types of matches um, so that essentially um, graftings can be done with stem cell lines that are more matched to your uh, immune system repertoire so that you, your immune system won't reject it. And, um, but with IPS cells, it came from you. So there's no need for these banks or anything like that. It's, it came from you. It's genetically matched to you. And, um, the only problem is, is we use, uh, they're kind of messed up. <laughs> when you turn, uh, it's sort of like, say, taking a tree and reverting it back to a seed. And then, bringing it back to a tree again. (laughs) Actually, I never
1: thought about that. That's a a pretty good... uh, Is it an analogy? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good, man. At
0: least with a neuron, that's a very apt analogy. Now, skin isn't a neuron. It doesn't have these complex branches. But, you know, essentially, it's the same sort of process. And so they're a little messed up, IPS cells. But for all intents and purposes, they act a lot like... uh, embryonic stem cells and turn into tissue that act like the intended goal um so far neurons produced from ips cells act pretty much like neurons produced from embryonic stem cells they don't seem to be too uh messed up but I,
1: yeah and, and, and i think that we got we got some time to go um we're you know this is still a young field but i think for for you know uh, it's, it's a hell of a, a finding. It's a tremendous technology, uh, and this is the reason why I won a Nobel Prize, and I truly think it's going to get us to where we want to be with some really awesome, innovative and helpful therapies for some pretty nasty uh, incurable diseases. So I think for now, what we'll do, we'll, we'll just kind of we'll end it with that because um, and we can get into a little bit more specific details uh, when we you know further down the line. Uh, A nice little introduction to reprogramming and uh, IPS. So again, you guys out there should be now experts in understanding that IPS cells, these induced pluripotent stem cells, are uh, pluripotent cells that are derived from a somatic cell or a cell that's you know like your skin or blood or something like that. So let's uh, let's kind of end it there. And I I think I want to do a little bit of a rant, Yos, uh, to close it out for tonight because I'm I'm like I'm really hot about something right now.
0: (laughs) What's bothering you? So this is
1: what's bothering me, man. I My iPhone broke about a, a week ago, mm-hmm. uh, randomly broke. And I go into Apple and they just tell me it's dead. You got to get a new one. You can use your upgrade. Now, I, I had an iPhone 4S and I wasn't going to get another one. So I upgraded to the 5. I just went on the news this morning and saw a brand new... 5S? 5s 5s 5c
0: hey man and we they, can, look, we, they look they we, look hot we could both bitch about this because i picked up a five uh in july and it's now september and there's the 5s and i, I mean like
1: what, what the hell's going what, what, apple can't let you know a couple months in advance like what's with the what's with the like oh by the way it's out today kind of notice thing i mean like, i don't understand
0: that well it's, i guess we're screwed these uh, are what uh, we call high class problems we got high-class problems. Yeah,
1: I got a high-class problem with my iPhone. I'm sorry, everybody. You got to li- listen to me, bitch. But I guess this is the idea of the rant. I mean, I could rant about stem cells all day. But, I mean, my iPhone is front and center because I mean, it's, it's it's in it's in the lab. It's in my pocket. It's in my office. It's everywhere I'm at. And now I got to look at everyone with these hot new yellow and green and purple iPhones. And I got this stupid-ass
0: black phone that I just bought about a week ago. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> in the same boat. And you know what? The smallest violin in the world is playing for us right now. So yeah, I know it is. Know.
1: These people are like, shut the hell up.
0: Uh, man i'm uh, but anyway yeah, uh, yeah most of the rants in the future will probably be science related but you get an idea of what a good <laughs> seinfeld rant is from there and uh we'll, we'll rant about things from the publishing process to the reviewer process to getting grants and uh you know just everyday things in the lab and uh hopefully when we interview people They'll also join in on that and uh, give you a, a better sense of what it is to do stem cell research in America or around the world. But definitely contemporary uh, stem cell research and where the cures are going to come and what, um, essentially what, 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 what the future of the field is going to be. So. All right, all right. Well, everybody, right.
1: thanks for tuning in. We will be back at you in a couple weeks with uh, episode two. Again, like I said, you can hit us up at Stem Cell Podcast. Let us know what's good. Uh, we'll uh, as we get going, we'll let you know uh, where you can you know find some hashtags. You can follow along with us and everything like that. But uh, all right, yos, All right, brothers, good talking to you. And uh, yeah, man, looking forward you to this. It's gonna be fun. All, all right, right, man. Take, Take care, everybody. Bye.